last two Thursdays, myself, Father Martin, Father Roger, and a few of the staff here at the Basilica, we went for verbal judo training. And the idea of the course that we took was to learn how to de-escalate highly emotional and intense situations. And so the, it was called verbal judo, is how it was talked about, but it was giving tools and skills to be able to speak to someone who is not in a state to have a normal conversation with, and to how to bring down that situation so that you can resolve it and bring some resolution to it. And so we did two full days from 8.30 in the morning until 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and now we're verbal judo certified. So does that mean now that you would expect for myself, Father Martin, Father Roger, and those from the Basilica that took the course that now in any situation that we deal with where somebody is irrational and angry and not being able to talk to you, that we could talk them down and resolve every situation that we come across? No. None of you would expect that, I hope, because it's not realistic. What does it take with any kind of training or course that we receive to actually become proficient in it? We have to live it. We have to experience it. We have to put it into practice. Having the knowledge about something is one thing, but actually being in a situation is a completely different thing. And we don't know how we're going to react in that situation, and we don't know what that experience is like and how capable we are of taking what we know and putting it into practice. I think this is something that we should take to heart in Holy Week. We know a lot about our faith. We hear the scriptures every Sunday. Many of us grew up in the faith and were taught many of the precepts of the church and the teachings of the church. We know these things about our faith. How willing and how capable are we to live it when it really matters? The invitation that we received at the beginning of our liturgy today, before the Mass began, is that we've come to this time all through Lent so that now we can follow in the footsteps of Jesus. This is really the way that we as Catholics very vividly enter into the mysteries of our salvation, into the mystery of Jesus Christ, Son of God, suffering, dying, and rising again. We imitate that. We started today with imitation by grabbing a palm like the people of Jerusalem and holding them high as we welcomed Jesus into the city of Jerusalem. Imitation. For us this week as Catholics, we've heard the saying, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Well, for us this week, imitation is the sincerest form of worship. This is the invitation of the church. And this is why, here's my invitation to you for the week. It's heavy. It's intense. But if we really want to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, if we really want to enter into the mysteries of our faith, we have to take it all in. We can't take just parts, because it doesn't make sense otherwise. We have a beautiful triduum. Holy Thursday, the Mass of the Last Supper, 
which was the beginning of our passion narrative, the institution of the Eucharist and of the priesthood and the washing of the feet, and then the Good Friday service, the one day of the year where we have no Mass because all that matters is the cross, our hope and our salvation. And then if you've never been to an Easter vigil, come. It is the most beautiful liturgy of our entire year. Yes, it's long. Yes, it's late. But we kind of cheat. Nine o'clock is still pretty early. But the beauty of the symbols and the imitation of living what we're called to live in our lives every day is offered to us in the liturgies of this Holy Week. At the end of November, I had the chance to go to the Holy Land. Very vivid opportunity to imitate many of the different parts of Christ's life. One of them was doing the Stations of the Cross in Jerusalem, walking the way that Jesus would have walked from the place of his condemnation to the place of his death. And there were about 200 of us on that day. But this is something that they do every day in Jerusalem with pilgrims that show up. The Franciscans lead once a day, three o'clock in the afternoon. And so we start to move through the streets and we stop at each of the stations like we have around the church. And there's a prayer at each station and then we move on following the person that's carrying the cross. The streets are narrow, and even 200 people is hard to maneuver. But as we were walking through, I noticed most other people in this city don't give a lick what we're doing. They see this all the time. They're not really bothered by these Christians that are doing their Christian thing. And then we finally got into a really narrow street, and we had to stop, and we were back to up a lot, and there was a group, and it was kind of ascending, and so me and the priest that was with me, we were stuck behind this German group of pilgrims, and we were stopped for quite a while, just staying quiet in prayer, because I couldn't hear anything that they were praying up ahead, and then finally the German tourists decided, eh, that's about all the way of the cross that we want to do, and they left, and when they moved, me and the priest looked up, and the group was gone. And so we tried to rush to catch up to where the group was. And this was probably maybe the fifth station at this point. And we finally caught up to the group at Golgotha, at the cross. And for me, the experience of that imitation was, I often thought before that when we think of Jesus being condemned to death and crucified, that the whole city would have stopped. That everybody would have been watching to see what would happen to this Jesus. They had people crucified all the time. How many people would have thought this is just another thief, another man that Pilate wants to get rid of, and not even paid attention to the man walking down the streets carrying the cross? How many people would have followed Jesus part way and then said, I can't go any further. This is all I can do. The imitation is what we do in our liturgies through Holy Week because the imitation is the whole idea of the Christian life. That second reading from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians that we heard today is this beautiful description of who Jesus was and is. But the verse that comes just before that passage that we don't often include is just as important. 
It says just before this, St. Paul says, have the same mind in you that was in Christ Jesus. This is the invitation in Holy Week. It's the most important week of our year in our life of faith. Here's how I would invite you to enter into that. Pick one character in the whole story and immerse yourself into the experience of that one character. Maybe it's one of the apostles, Peter. Maybe it's Judas. Well, maybe not Judas. Don't pick Judas. Maybe it's Mary. Maybe it's one of the scribes or the Pharisees. Maybe it's just a bystander that's in the city. Maybe it's one of the two thieves that gets crucified along with Jesus. Maybe it's the centurion who experiences conversion at the moment of Jesus' death. Maybe it's Jesus himself. But pick one. And from now until Easter Sunday, through the experience of the liturgies, enter into their experience. What would they have been thinking? What would have been their prayer, if any? What would they have seen? What would they have been talking about with their friend as it was going on? What was their experience? Because every part of our liturgy is about imitating that experience. Because as Catholics, imitation for us is not just trying to replicate. Because we imitate at every Mass. And every Mass is not just an imitation, but it's a participation. This week, we imitate so that we participate in our Lord's suffering, death, and resurrection.